Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, Ball Nation. Welcome to another episode of Believe in Tennessee Football. I'm your host, as always, Kyle Ferguson. Today, I am going solo. Uh, Reed actually has a real job, so he will not be joining us today. But uh, I want to break down all the new additions that we've had over these past few weeks. You know, me and Reed haven't really gotten a chance to talk about them. So, be talking about the transfers coming in and the recruits we've signed to the 2022 class. Uh, so, going to be exciting. Going to be fun to uh, talk about those guys and get pumped for them. So, let's start the show. By the game. Snap. The kick is in the air. And the kick this time is no sir Reed. No sir Reed. Final score. Tennessee 20, Florida 17. Pandemonium Reigns. Loads up. Fires long for the end zone. The pass is going to be caught by Tennessee. Tennessee wins. by Tennessee. Jawan Jennings. Jennings makes the catch in the end zone on the Hail Mary. Down at the 35, to the 40, to the 45, to the 50, to the 45, to the 40, to the 35, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. What did he do? All he did was score. Joey Pitt. Touchdown on play number one. All right, so before we jump into the nitty-gritty of the podcast, got to shout out our presenting sponsor, Bet Online. So, you know, NBA still going on, NHL starting to get into the playoffs. A lot of stuff to bet on, golf, everything. Uh, so, Bet Online is your place to go. It's got all the news, the stats, the odds, everything that you could think of. Um, it, I mean, it's the best place that you can bet. And everybody loves getting a little bit of cash on the side. So go over to betonline.ag or use your mobile device and sign up and get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So helping you out just for signing up. And it's free to sign up, so why not? Uh, so yeah, bet online. Your online sportsbook experts. All right, welcome on everybody. I uh, hope you guys have had a great week. Like I said in the intro, I am solo today. So back to the back to the grind of those you know first twenty five podcasts. Um, but still gonna have fun. You know, don't need Reed. He sucks anyways. Just kidding, Reed. Don't be mad at me. Um, but yeah, I get to talking to. A little camera and a little mic by myself and seem okay. <laughs> uh, so anyways, the topics I want to talk about today are all the newcomers. So we haven't gotten a chance to talk about any of them over the past few podcasts. And I know you guys are curious to, you know, see what I think about all those guys coming in. So I want to touch on them. Uh, first, let's start with the transfers that are coming in. Um, and these guys will be here in the summer. Uh, but what they have in store. Uh, Going to start with Joe Milton from Michigan, quarterback. Now, we mentioned it before, but Joe is one of those guys where I, I really don't see him playing. I, I feel bad for him. And, you know, he had some flashes in Michigan of 
being a really good quarterback. And, you know, he's a four-star coming out of high school. But the mountain he has to climb to get ahead of all of the other quarterbacks that are already here, already in the room, already working their butts off to try and gain the trust of every other person on the offense is going to be very, very difficult. I really don't see any way of that happening for this upcoming year. And with Maurer being a sophomore, Bailey being a sophomore, Salter being a freshman, you know, signing another good quarterback in the next class, it's it just doesn't seem like it's going to be Milton's team unless he balls the heck out during one month of time in training camp and it's just head and shoulders above the rest. But I don't see that happening. I mean, we saw what he did when he did play. We saw him lose his spot up in Michigan um, and, you know, be lackluster when he played. So what is to say it will be different? What is what out there is going to say, hey, this this guy's changed. He's a completely different player. I just, I just don't know. Um, that's just how I see it. Now, Joe, I'm really sorry. If you're listening to this, I'm not trying to say you're really bad. I'm just saying you got a tough spot. You're at the bottom of the totem pole. But uh, would still love to have you on the podcast. So just let me know. Uh, next up. Uh, Caleb Trimbley, the defensive lineman from USC. Now, uh, Caleb is not a big stats guy. Okay, he's not he's not the one to get you ten tackles in a game out of a defensive lineman. But the depth that he can add and the smarts that he can add to our defensive line is very valuable. Rodney Garner's such a great coach. He's going to love having him there because he's going to be a smart guy who can help lead. He's old, old, old. Like he's a six year. And with that, all that experience, you know, he's at JUCO, then he's at USC, now he's here. He's worked in multiple defenses, worked at multiple positions. And with that, you think, hey, this guy's going to be knowledgeable. He's going to be able to coach up the other guys too. It's not just him being out there by himself. The only thing that he contributes is his play, but it's also his knowledge. It's also his leadership with the younger guys in the group. I hope they bring him in with open arms. Um, but I definitely see him playing a three technique, putting on some weight and playing a three technique. He's got good pass rush moves, but in no way are those moves up to par with an SEC defensive end. You know, this is not clowny. This is not uh, easily. This is not, you know, those guys that were just out of this world athletic, fast, rip and dip like crazy, Barnett, obviously. He's a big, hard-working white dude, and that's more of an interior guy. I'm not trying to hold it against you, but it is what it is, okay? So I put on about 30 pounds, get near 300, be a good interior guy, and most importantly, his defense, our defensive tackles have to keep the linemen off of our linebackers because if they get up to second level, it's going to be run, run, run all day. Offenses are going to go crazy because we already talked about the small stature of our linebacker room. Um, so very important for these defensive linemen to do that. And I am excited about Caleb being here because depth is always, always so important in the line. Def- defense and offense, very, very important because crap happens. People are going to get hurt, all right? So we got to have some depth. Now, talking about linebackers. The most important transfer we've gotten, Jawan Mitchell from Texas. Uh, 
Love this guy. I He is a decent size for a linebacker. You know, played all last year's leading in tackling for, uh, for Texas last year. And it looks just like he wanted a new surrounding. I'm so glad that he's here. It is exactly what we needed. Um, our linebacker room is thin. And that's not just numbers-wise. They're also very thin individuals. And he's not a thick dude, but he's got speed. He's got speed like crazy. Can get around blocks really, really well. Um, and it can take advantage of those head leaners uh, that some offensive linemen are. You know, really wanting to stick their head in the fan and, and try and hit you as hard as possible. You just ole right around him, dip underneath him, and be able to make some plays. You know, and I do shout out shout out Vol Details on Twitter. Uh, just started following the guy. He's got breaks down film awesome um really understands the game well and you know some of the stuff he put out of Juwan really helped me get a better understanding of the player he is and I really like him you know I do think his stance is a little wide uh but you know that's just probably to help with his balance and everything like that so I am definitely excited for him to be here um and I think him being an older guy, he's going to be a good leader in there, and he's going to be needed on special teams. It's not just defense, you know. So some of your best defensive players got to play special teams, got to be able to go down, tackle on kickoff, and his cardio is going to have to be a must because he's going to get a lot of playing time. And that's just what happens when, you know, you're a really really good <laughs> player, and you guys don't have a lot of depth. You got to play multiple positions and and uh, be able to bounce around so uh, conditioning is going to be huge for him uh last but not least uh javante payton so wide receiver from mississippi state now i wasn't able to watch stuff on him but he's got good size to him he was productive at the beginning of the season and it looks like mike leach has just had a bad relationship with his receivers he called him out twice during the middle of the season last year about how they don't give any effort. They don't try. Um, they really can't run an offense with the amount of effort that they give. And I think those guys are just tired of it. I mean, he knew for a fact he would be a, a big factor in this offense because guys were leaving. He had played a whole year under Mike Leach and he's looked to be, you know, wide receiver one or two coming into this offseason. And he still chose to leave. And Mike Lee's supposed to have an amazing offensive mind. And, you know, offensive players should want to go play with him because he loves to sling it. But he still made the decision to come to Heupel. So it says a lot about Heupel and also Mike Leach. And in the wider, wide receiver position, we're not struggling at all. You know, we've talked about it earlier podcasts. We're doing pretty good in the wide receiver room. We got some dang good players and some guys stepping up. And with Heupel's offense and the way it's run, I, I, you can be, you can be successful no matter who you are. Shout out Jack Jancic. Uh, so I think Peyton will come in. And like I said with Juwan, he'll be on some special teams. Uh, he'll also be able to contribute a lot, you know, with the offense. Now, I wouldn't say he's going to make 10 catches a game, but – four or five for 50 yards and you know a touchdown here or there that's awesome great great addition that's exactly what we needed so i'm excited for that um i i think i keep saying excited too much (laughs) 
I, I guess I'm excited for everybody, but like I said before, positive outlook. It it's always how I've been, and I really can't help it. Uh, so I hope that everybody else is as positive as I am going into the season. Um, now before I get into the recruits, uh, did come out this week. Uh, Henry Toto has officially transferred to Alabama. Now, my entire thought process on this, it sucks a lot. I, I really did like him as a player here at Tennessee. thought he was a great guy. Um, I never really understood why he would want to leave. I know your coach left, but you need one more good year. You knew you were going to start here, and you can go to the draft. And, you know, if, if you have the skill set, if you're able to play, it doesn't matter where exactly you're playing. If you're starting at Tennessee, you're still playing at an SEC school. They're going to bring up film and what you did versus Alabama and versus Georgia because those are seen as some of the best teams in college. So now you go to Alabama you probably won't even start your first year, even if you're eligible. And who knows about starting later years? I mean, they got a lot of guys there, man. They've been there. It's just like the Joe Milton thing. You're coming into a situation where you're starting out fifth, fourth string linebacker. That's not a good spot for you. You were first. You were first string. You are leader of the defense here. So, and I mean, has this ever happened that someone goes to a rival school like that? I mean, I never, I would never see that happening with, you know, Michigan guy going to Ohio State, Ohio State guy going to Michigan. I mean, it's honestly pretty insane. And it just sucks. I think everybody's on the same page. It sucks that he left. Um, and I want to say, hey, go out there and have success. But I don't want him to have success. I want Alabama to freaking lose all the time. I'm sorry, but I think I'm saying what everybody else is thinking. Screw that guy. I mean, it's effed up he left. But anyways, let's forget about the past. Keep moving forward. Keep moving forward. Okay, so... Now let's get into the recruits for the 2022 class. Um, we'll start with, you know, uh, Brody Foley. So this just happened the other day, I guess, yesterday. Today. Uh, great size as a tight end. I, I don't know what they do up in Ohio, but they breed some big old boys. Let me tell you something. Now I thought big boys were down here in Tennessee, but also Ohio. I mean, remember Ethan Wolf? When he came in, it's like, dang, bro, you're 17, 18. You're freaking huge. Guys are always big. This guy's 6'6", 235. You know, put a good 20 pounds of muscle on him. Being 255, 6'6", six, six, that is a great size for a tight end. Looks very athletic. Um, you know, good jump ball guy. He, You know, he was used for that a lot this past year at his school. And... I, I, you know, decent speed. I wouldn't say like out of this world, he's going to blow past everybody, but he's a good player. And I, I love the fact that he cares enough to block. A lot of times skill guys, 
you know, tight ends, especially being on the spectrum, right? They're not quite linemen, but not quite skilled guys. Some of them don't like to block. Some of them just see it as a nuisance and let me just get this out of the way so I can get a catch. He does not. He sees it as a job. He sees it as very important. And he puts people in the damn dirt, which I love as an offensive lineman because it's exactly what I want to see out of a blocker. doesn't matter what position you are. If you're a blocker, you need to punish people. So he does that very well and cares enough to try when it comes to blocking, which is all you ask for. There's a lot of guys out there who don't give a lick. Um, about certain aspects of the game, and you don't want that on your team. You'll never succeed like that. So, so glad he's here, so glad he's committed, um, and I think he will add a good uh, portion to the offense whenever he gets here. Uh, next up, Elijah Herring. So, he is listed as like an outside linebacker, but really he's played almost all on the line as a stand-up defensive end. So it's hard to really see him um, as a linebacker, but I want to. He is 6'2", 225, 230. That is perfect size for a linebacker, outside linebacker, inside linebacker possibly, but not a defensive end. I, I, I don't necessarily want to see him on the line. I think he could get taken advantage of. I mean, think about it. He's got to try and hold a block versus Darnell Wright. Uh I don't know about that. Like, you're going to get pushed around if you're low 200s and you're on the line. So, back him up. I want to be able to see his coverage skills, but none of that's on his film, which kind of sucks. Uh, It's mostly like run-stopping stuff because he's a defensive end, really, in high school. So, hopefully he can transition to that this year, maybe with his high school, and start to get practice that, cover skills, and being able to – drop back because those are things he's definitely going to have to do once he comes here because he is never going to be big enough, the big bone guy to be a defensive end in the SEC. So hopefully we'll see more uh, from him this upcoming year and locking down the state. You know, it was that first recruit that Hypel got, so it's locking down the state just like he just like he said you know, making sure we're getting all Tennessee guys, which is what I love. That's what I want to see. Um, next up, Vincent Sneed. So, he uses his size more than anything, uh, not necessarily his skills. So, he's such a big guy and long, long arms. He uses that, a lot of shedding, um, just running straight into people. And that is good. It is good that you have that size, but we got to build off of it. We got to integrate your skill, right? A lot of guys come out of high school just being badasses because they're huge. We got to get your skill down. He reminds me of a Daryl Taylor in the sense when, you know, Daryl came in uh, when I was older. So, uh, you know, his freshman year, he was on scout team, had to go against him a lot on scout team. And, you know, I was telling him, like, bro, you got to use your length. You have longer arms than anybody else out here, and that's exactly how Vincent is built. He's got long, long arms. You have to use that as a defensive end. Long-arming, stabbing in the chest, um, you know, getting that outside shoulder and pulling around. Those are tough, tough things for offensive linemen to defend. If they don't exactly know how to get out of that, it, it's – 
it's a damn good move by a defensive end. So if he's able to understand his length and understand how to use that arm length, he's going to be so, so good for us. Now it's just all about understanding it. Um, and another sign that he's a great player is, you know, he's a tight end also. And his offensive film of just bodying dudes, blocking. No, defense is so much fun. As, a de- as an offensive lineman, I loved defense in high school because it was, you actually got to contribute. You know, you got to make tackles, make plays. As an offensive lineman, you're just moving people. That's all you're doing. You're pushing a sled almost. So for him to go on offense and still be excited to play and still be excited to, you know, make his team better and dump dudes, you know, five, six yards past the line of scrimmage. I love it. It's exactly the kind of energy to kind of, you know, attack towards a game, attack towards your opponent that we need. Um, like I said, I, I want guys that care, guys that really, really care. So he's one of them. Uh, and then last but not least, I want to save him for the end, uh, Taven Jackson. So, this guy is an amazing-looking quarterback, and I'll tell you what, he's got a lot of confidence in himself because the amount of quarterbacks we have, Joe Milton coming in, you know, mentioned him earlier, all the guys we have in the room right now, all of them there is huge competition for Taven, yet he still picks this. I mean, I, I know he must understand that they're there and, and think, I'm just going to beat him out, which – the exact confidence you want in a starting quarterback. Uh, I'm just going to go in and beat him out, which is amazing to see. He very tall, six five. He stands tall in the pocket. Uh, you know, doesn't get flustered or anything like that. And he has such beautiful touch on the ball. His over the shoulder throws um, just to get guys open, either down the sideline or a lot of corner routes. It. It's, it's beautiful to see. Just that touch, just little touch just to get it right over the shoulder into that little bread basket. It, it, it really is nice. It's very pretty. And he throws a lot out to the boundary, out to the sidelines. And when that happens, that's a true test of how good of a quarterback you are. It's easy to throw across the middle, um, easy to just see it when he's right in front of you. But when it's so far away, so over to the sideline, the angles are always bad, you know, for corners cutting underneath and stealing that ball. And his ability to throw those corner routes, throw those outs, it it really is amazing to see. That that gives you hope, you know, moving forward. He also has got some wheels to him. He's on the 4 by 400 team in track, so he's a track athlete too. And it's good to see. I mean, it, that's what you want, that full total package. He's he looks like the prototypical quarterback being 6'5, 215, and he can move, move very well. So I am super excited for him to come. And, you know, I think he excels at all the greatest things that you need to excel in. Uh and I, you know, I think he'll add definitely to this quarterback room. And unless, you know, Mauer, Bailey, Salter, like unless one of these guys really steps up this year and you know signifies himself as a true blue starter and a dominator, he could easily come in and, and take that spot from somebody. So 
I'm excited to see it. I can't wait. Um, but yeah, that's all the newcomers uh, listed out for you and my thoughts on them. Now we'll we'll go into more depth um, once we're able to watch you know some of those recruits this season uh, before they you know sign their letter of intent and, and we'll see if everybody stays on. Hopefully they do. And I really can't wait to get to practice in the fall and you know be able to see Caleb and Peyton, Javante Peyton and Juwan Mitchell, uh, those guys in action and really see what they can do. Um, so I appreciate you guys coming out. Uh, this is a little bit shorter one because you know don't have Reed with me. Uh, conversation didn't go on that long, but uh, I you know really appreciate you listening. Uh, watching. If you're watching the YouTube, please rate and subscribe. Uh, let me know what other topics you want me to touch on. If you know there's anything that um, you can think of, you want me to answer. Uh, and uh, you know we're presented by Bet Online, so gotta shout them out again. Uh, you know they've been with me since day one, so thank you for that. Uh, follow me on all my social medias at Kyler Kerbison on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. And uh, as always, go Vols. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E. AV on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.